Welcome to another podcast by InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Your home for Tar Heel football, basketball, and recruiting. Welcome to the Inside Carolina podcast. John Siegler here with Don Callahan talking UNC football recruiting. Don, we are recording on Saturday. It is right before the Under Armour camp that is up there in Maryland, if my memory is correct. Well, it is another lovely, dreary day here in Chapel Hill for all the listeners in North Carolina. I'm sure you all know that Don and I are going to talk about our usual weather segment. <laughs> so Yeah, and the, uh, and the weather's yeah. not any better up here. It's been raining nonstop you know, the entire time, a steady drizzle, um, and I'm just hoping that it leaves in time for the camp tomorrow because I don't want to be standing outside of the rain. I'm not so worried about me getting wet, but um, those who, who have been photographers for events and everything, it's it's just a pain in the butt to uh, keep your equipment dry, which, you know, is, is pretty important. But now, now your day started off pretty interesting, John. I know that you didn't <laughs> want to talk about it, but I'm going to make it. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Yep. So uh, myself and my wife, like I'm sure a lot of Americans did, you know, woke up a little bit early this morning to watch the royal wedding over there in the UK. You know, I didn't have a whole lot of personal interest in it, but I've traveled to the UK a couple times. I really like it. London's a great city. So it was just an excuse to wake up early, have a Bloody Mary, and uh, eat a full English breakfast that my wife cooked. Well, I'm just not understanding the the infatuation. And I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about everybody. I literally, I, I was woke up this morning by an alert in my phone, a news alert in my phone, saying that they had gotten married. And I'm thinking that if you have a wedding scheduled and you get married, newsworthy. If you have a wedding scheduled and you don't get married, to me, that's newsworthy. So I don't understand why I had to have alert for that. <laughs> then I went downstairs to, uh, to have breakfast in the um, the lobby of my hotel and it's on every single TV, and it's loud, and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to get my food, go up to my room and eat, and I get to my room, and I'm flipping through the channels, and every channel has something about it on there, and I'm just like, what is the love affair here? So can you answer that? I tweeted this, and you responded, but and to <laughs> me, I just want to get an understanding of why we care so much. So what it's, can you explain that to me a little bit? It's probably just because, you know, the thought of – monarchs is you know just such a strange idea to to the u.s i mean we don't have titles we don't have dukes or counts or princesses or anything like that but you know i think it's just a a, an interesting thing that hey people that have those titles actually do exist in the world and you know when you have a grandson to a queen getting married yeah it's going to be a big deal and you know it's marketing for the uk so good for them i'm sure that they promoted the crap out of this thing yeah for the uk it makes a whole lot of sense i saw something where they were talking about how much money it's going to pour into the uk's economy which is great for them i'm not faulting them whatsoever i did when i talked to my wife this morning and she well she didn't have like a big event like you did but she said (laughs) she did have it on while she was cleaning up around the house and she made a point to make sure she had it on and i was trying to get her take on why because she hasn't really said anything to me about it the entire week and she said well it's history and i'm just wondering what history i don't know but uh, I, i'm done talking about it but i do have i have a football unc football recruiting question or trivia question for you john all right are you ready let's hear it. 
Sure. All right. So uh, just to give a little bit of background on it, I actually did a video interview with uh, Giovanni Biggers on Friday. We'll run the video interview with uh, with him um, early this week, maybe Monday, uh, depending on you know what goes on the next uh, 48, 48 hours or so. And in preparation for that video interview, as always, I do a lot of research. And I guess basically through my research came about a trivia question that I was like, who should I ask this question to? And I immediately thought of John. Um, so the question is, under Larry Fedora, North Carolina has signed only four players out of Maryland, the state of Maryland. Can you name these four players? Now, just um, just for background, Giovanni Biggers will be the fifth that Larry Fedora signed. So can you name the four players? No. <laughs> I'll just go <laughs> how ahead. Many, there's, how there's many can you name? There's no way I get to four. Um, all right, out of Maryland. Wasn't was Alan Artis out of Maryland? His name no, popped into Georgia. my mind. Okay. He's Georgia. Oh gosh. I hell nope. I mean, I'll give I, you a I, hint. Uh-huh. Two are still on the team. Well, that's the thing, is I know that um a majority of them have been on the defensive side. Nope. You got me stumped, Don. I, I, okay, I cannot right, even I can, give a single I, I name. I'll give you another hint. The two that are on the team are in the secondary. KJ Sales? No, he's Florida. <laughs> God, John, I thought you would get. I thought you would no, get this. Just take away my my fandom card. I'm gonna turn it in. <laughs> I don't. All right. So one of one of one of the four. I probably, if you would have posed this question to me, I wouldn't have gotten him. I just would have forgotten about him because he never ended up reticulating to North Carolina, and that's. Um, uh, Monte Taylor, if those remember, he um, mm-hmm. he committed to the prior staff, and he had some academic issues to try to get into North Carolina. Went to Hargrave with uh, James Summers, but just never ended up making it to North Carolina because of academic reasons. And he went to a last thing I remember, he went to a a JUCO, and I don't remember what happened to him after that. Jarrett Cohen was the offensive lineman who signed with North Carolina. I believe he was a four-star kid. To, you know, or at least four star somewhere, left North Carolina, wanted to be closer to family or whatever, and then came back last offseason as a walk-on, basically because the coaches were like, we're not going to waste a scholarship on you. Um, you basically have to prove that you want to be here. He earned a scholarship offer and then left again. So um, clearly he has a lot of talent, but might not mentally be into playing football, which is unfortunate. All right, the two guys who are on the team, Miles Wilfork, is a defensive back from Maryland, uh, Wise High School, and Greg Ross, another defensive back. Ross probably would have been one that that would take me a little bit to get, just because he hasn't played all that much for uh, for the team so far. But um, but yeah, so there's the four, and so uh, Giovanni Biggers will be the fifth Maryland, well, Maryland product because he's actually originally from Virginia, but he lives in Maryland now uh, to sign with uh, North Carolina under. Coach Fedora. Gotcha. So, so well, though. All right. So now that I know the names, I know what class they were in. At least both those guys were 2016, right? Yes. Yes, I believe okay. so. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I, I should have known Miles, but that's that's my fault. But we'll see. But hey, you know, uh, Carolina might be looking at another player from that area. Once we get to our question from last week, which where we asked all of our listeners to send us their top five. Uh, prospects that they believed could commit to UNC. So, Don, do you just want to jump right into that one now? Okay, you want to jump into that instead of going into the Baltimore preview stuff? 
Yeah, let's give probably what most of the listeners are tuning into to see for those that did submit. You know, I'm sure that one of the things that they enjoy is hearing their name called out. So let's go ahead and uh, go with that. Well, before we get into that, do you want me to give you my top five for next week that we're going to do? Sure. All right. So uh, last year, what was actually pretty, um, I don't know, I guess uh, a lot of people enjoyed doing was when we... When, and, and it requires a little bit more work, so and I understand that, but uh, but we got a lot of feedback from it, was when we ranked the players at particular positions, the recruits. So basically, you go and watch their film and and just kind of develop a ranking through that. So uh, North Carolina's quarterback recruiting board is starting to kind of um, develop right now, and odds are one of these guys is going to end up committing to North Carolina at least by the end of the summer, I believe, unless somebody else emerges. So the guys that we have now, so we're going to rank a top, uh, we'll go with, let's see, one, two, three. Yeah, let's go. There's six on the board right now for North Carolina, but one of them is um, is kind of behind the others and actually hasn't showed UNC a whole lot of interest anyway. But the five that we have right now is Connor Baslek from um, Ohio. He's actually visiting North Carolina. He's the only one that has visited North Carolina so far. Zach Calzada a quarterback from um, from Georgia. Luke McCaffrey, a quarterback from Colorado. For those who are big college football fans, you know his, well, he has multiple brothers in, that are actually in uh, the NFL. Uh, Maverick McIver, a quarterback from Texas. And John Rice Plumley, a quarterback slash athlete from uh, Mississippi. So just rank those and you know, watch the film, rank those. Send your ranking to either myself or John. To me, if you want to send it to me, you can tweet it at me at Don Callahan IC, or send me a message on on Inside Carolina's message board with your ranking. Make sure you include your first name and your location so that we can kind of give a little bit of color to the uh, to the rankings when we read your ranking. John, if someone wants to send it to you, how do you want them to send it to you? They can send it to me either on the message board at John Siegley or on Twitter at J.D. Siegley. All right, sounds good. So let's, uh, I guess, you want me to get to the the listener list right now? Yeah, let's go ahead and start with the ones that we got from social media. So Twitter, all that good stuff. All right, so first up, and this guy actually sent it really early in the week, Paul from Morganton. His top five are, well, he he, he obviously sent this before Thursday because his number one is C.J. Johnson which obviously is going to, well, is, is already wrong because CJ committed to <laughs> East Carolina on Thursday. Yep. Uh, Josh Henderson, Anthony Harris, CJ Clark, and Jaden McKenzie. And All then right. we have John from South Carolina, who I believe he has contributed to each of our rankings. He has uh, every he single missed, one. Yeah, he might have missed one. So he's probably our most loyal listener. So his number one is Josh Henderson. Number two, C.J. Clark. Number three, Tristan Miller. Number four, Choffrey Brown. And number five, Anthony Harris. And then we have Deldrick from Nightdale. His number one is Josh Henderson, Tristan Miller, Fantrell Cypress, Derek Boykins, and Tyus Fields. We have Al from Waxhaw. He also sent his in prior to Thursday because he has number one, C.J. Johnson, Josh Henderson, Donovan Green, Joshua Harris, and Anthony Harris. And John, why don't you read the ones from the message board? I, I made a post 
a day or two ago to kind of um, get a little bit more because we only had a couple and I wanted to get a bigger group. So, John, why don't you read those? All right, definitely. So we had Robbie from Greenville, South Carolina. His number five, Tyus Fields. Four, Anthony Harris. Three, Derek Boykins. Two, Savion Jackson. And one, C.J. Clark. Then we had Todd from Raleigh. His number five, Nick Gallo. Then Tristan Miller. Then Fentrell Cypress. Followed by C.J. Clark. And then his number one was Josh Henderson. And then the last of the ones that we got from the message board was Garland from over there in Fayetteville. His number five, Fentrell Cypress, Tristan Miller, then C.J. Clark, Josh Henderson, and then his most likely was Josh Harris. So we do appreciate everyone sending those in. You know, I think that was, what, Don, either six or seven that we got for, for that one? That was... Um, that was, that, that was seven, seven. So that's, that's a big silent number. Anything that surprised you by what people said? Not really. I mean, I think the most common name was Josh Henderson, which, uh, spoiler alert, he's on my list. And if I know you, Don, I'm pretty sure he's on your list as well, especially given, you know, what we talked about with Brian Doan last week. But Mm -hmm. without further ado, you know, let's just go ahead and jump into our lists. Actually scratch that. Um, but Hey Don, before we get to our lists, real quick. Let's take a commercial break, and when we get back, we'll go ahead and just start off with saying who we think the top five most likely to commit prospects are. So we will be back right after this. And we are back with the Inside Carolina podcast. John Siegel here talking with Don Callahan about UNC football recruiting. Don, before we went to break, we went over the top five most likely to commit prospects that our listeners had given us. So let's go ahead and give ours. And I'll put the onus on you, man. Who was your number five? My number five was or is Choffrey Brown, a wide receiver from West Mecklenburg in Charlotte. Uh, you know, basically, we've talked about this a lot. You know, he's his older brother signed with North Carolina in December and is actually on campus already. They're very, very close. I think the only thing that prevents him, well, there's two things that prevent him from North Carolina. He has some stuff to some work to do in the classroom, which um, he's making progress from everything I heard. And um, he has some stuff separate from that off the field that is also kind of being worked out. And so things are looking good. The second thing, though, is that Chaffrey definitely has the mentality. He, he's very different from his brother, even though when you look at him, I mean, you it's hard to tell him apart. But he's different personality-wise. As you could tell, uh, Diami last year handed, handled his recruitment very methodically, having a favorites list, and then coming about with, with a decision pretty early on. Chaffrey is probably going to go the distance. He likes to be courted. He, he doesn't like to show his hand, whereas Diami had a favorites list throughout. Um, and then on top of that, he might go a place just to prove that he is better than Diami and kind of get out of that shadow. So that's the only thing I could that I believe could keep him from coming to North Carolina. Although the brothers are very, very, very close. So there is also that pull for him to play with his brother. So who is your number five? All right. So my number five was Anthony Harris. And this is largely just a gut reaction. I think Anthony is really impressed with UNC and he is at a big time position of need. And I know that the staff is really putting a lot of you know time and effort into his recruitment. If Carolina can get a kid out of Havelock, that's always a positive as well. So you know, just for those reasons and go- kind of going with my gut on this one, I had Anthony Harris as my number five. 
And then I'll go ahead and jump right into my number four then, Don, and we'll just do it like this. You know, uh, I'll start, give my number four, then you give your four and give your three and so forth on. But my number four was Coffrey Brown. And, you know, for a lot of the same reasons that, that uh, you just listed, Don, I think at the end of the day, um, Coffrey will join his brother at Carolina. The staff is obviously really interested in him as, you know, they're willing to kind of stick with him as he's dealing with some issues that, you know, for certain other players may make them unrecruitable by UNC. So the fact that Carolina is still working with him and still really wants him to be a part of this recruiting class shows how much they value him. And at at the end of the day, I do think that they will be rewarded for that. And he's a heck of a player. So I'm really hoping that that Carolina can pull that one off. All right. My number four is a name that we actually already talked about because it was on most of the list, if not all of them. Josh Henderson, a running back out of the Hunt School in New Jersey. He has already come out and named North Carolina his leader. The main thing that could keep him from coming to North Carolina is that he is not, I don't want to say he's not in a hurry. I don't know if that's 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 accurate. But he wants to take some more visits before he decides. And I don't even, I'm not even sure if it's him who wants to take more visits or if it's the people around him want him to take more visits to be sure. Uh, but there are a few schools that he has slight interest in, but it's going to take a lot to overthrow North Carolina. The issue here is if he waits too long and one of these other running backs commits, they'll t- they obviously will take a spot because North Carolina is only going to sign one running back in this class. So I will go into with my number three now which is another name that appeared probably just as much or close to it. C.J. Clark, a four-star defensive tackle from North Stanley High School in North Carolina. You know, he has a, a top five right now, which is North Carolina, Georgia, NC State, Tennessee, and South Carolina. I feel like this is really going to come down to North Carolina and Georgia. And it's a matter of does he want to play in the SEC and – on that campus in Athens, or does he want to stay close to home and play in North Carolina? That's what that's what it comes down to. And and his family all around him are pushing for North Carolina. One of his very good friends, Drew Little, committed to North Carolina, uh, and then also Antonio Williams is transferring to North Carolina, a running back out of um, he he was playing for Ohio State. So. Obviously, a lot is going in North Carolina's favor. He likes North Carolina a lot, but there obviously is a pull with Georgia. That's really the the only contender for for UNC. So who is your number three? Well, Don, it wouldn't be a top five if we did not have at least one name in the exact same spot. And it happened again. (laughs) CJ Clark was my number three. And actually, what I was going to talk about, you kind of stole my thunder there, was the fact that Antonio Williams is transferring to UNC and, you know, the fact that CJ is going to have even more guys on the team that he knows that he's close with. So I agree with you that this will ultimately come down between Carolina and Georgia. But I think that the ties to the Tar Heels are going to be too strong in the end and that he will end up committing to Chapel Hill. Who's your number two? All right. So my number two was actually Jaden McKenzie. And the reason that why I had Jaden as my number two is I think with with Jaden's situation, he does not have, you know, a whole lot of the high-end offers right now. And I think even though he probably is likely to earn some more, I think Jaden really just likes the the Tar Heels staff. 
And, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, between he and his family, you know, reading about how he just really likes Carolina. I mean, he's out, he's out of Wake Forest. He's obviously very close. Um, he's been making visits. And I, I think that that's going to be enough to secure his commitment. I think Jaden is kind of a sleeper, honestly, in this North Carolina class for the 2019 season. So I, I think that he will actually be a pretty productive player. And I have Carolina securing his commitment. All right. My number two is Tristan Miller, who has made a bunch of visits to North Carolina. North Carolina was, I guess, relatively late to the game and offering him, but it doesn't seem to have affected anything um, because he's made a bunch of visits. And North Carolina is within his favorites group. It's actually when he kind of tiers his favorites group. He says that UNC, Arkansas, and Kentucky are that top tier. I think the biggest obstacle between Miller and North Carolina is Kentucky. For whatever reason, he has a very strong affinity for Kentucky. He grew up a Kentucky basketball fan, which is strange to hear from a kid who is born and raised in North Carolina. Um, I actually asked him about that, and he said that uh, he just started liking Kentucky back when Wall and DeMarcus Cousins were playing at Kentucky. And... Uh, it just seems to be the school that uh, is really kind of pulling him. He also has taken an official visit to Arkansas and actually plans on taking a bunch of his official visits coming up. So, uh, but I, I think ultimately he's going to end up in North Carolina. You know, it, he's he goes to a very high academic school at uh, Charlotte Country Day, um, and there definitely is a little bit of a pipeline from a student aspect between Charlotte Country Day and North Carolina and. You know, he would obviously answer one one of, of UNC's uh, offensive line needs for for this class. So I guess we got to bring back the uh, the drum roll, right? Oh, of course. It's been it's been stuck in the closet collecting dust and everything. So all right, ready for my number one? Ready? My number one is Jade McKenzie, which is what John talked about earlier. He's a defensive tackle from Wake Forest. I agree with John 100% about being a sleeper. I went back and watched his film recently, and I'm actually shocked he doesn't have more attention than what he does. Uh, especially, you know, He plays at a big-time school, a school that has won the last two state championships in the highest classification in North Carolina. Um, it's a school that has produced tons of prospects, including tons of defense alignment. And the funny thing is, is that a few years ago, People were talking about how North Carolina had to establish a pipeline between Wake Forest High School and UNC, and they just weren't able to do it. And now UNC has, you know, this past class signed two from Wake Forest High School and Devin Lawrence and Javon Terry. The class before that signed Zach Gill and now is, you know, essentially the leader for Jaden McKenzie. From what I've been told by people who know Jaden really well, the Biggest competition for him is Wake Forest, which obviously is an up and coming or trending in the right direction. You know, they, they had a really good year last year and, and, and probably will make some noise this year also. But usually UNC doesn't lose very many recruiting battles to Wake Forest unless it's a kid that, that North Carolina didn't want or it's a plan B sort of situation. So we got to do drum roll for John now. Ready? All right. So my number one was Josh Henderson, and I, I kind of agree with you, Don, that I think Josh is someone in his camp, at least, is wanting him to take visits. 
But the reason why I put him at number one is what you said at the very, very end when you were talking about him, where if he waits and another running back commits to the Tar Heels, his spot will be gone. I don't think that Josh is the type of player that the staff has as a must-take, especially given just the depth that Carolina has at the running back position now. So I think with that in mind, I see him as possibly being someone that commits over the next several weeks because I think he really will want to lock down his spot with Carolina. If, If you read his interviews, it certainly sounds as if the Tar Heels are his leaders. And I think at the end of the day, you know, hopefully he'll sit down with with those, you know, that that are helping him make this decision. And he basically says, look, if I like Carolina and if there's a chance that I could lose my spot, if I wait, why would I wait? And he goes ahead and commits. So that's why I had him as my number one. All right. So do you want me to kind of give a rundown of who are some of the UNC recruits that are going to be at the Under Armour All-American camp in Baltimore on Sunday? Yeah, let's hear who you're going to be watching as you get to stand in uh, pouring rain and uh, really just, you know, question some life decisions there. (laughs) Well, we're going to hope and pray, both of us tonight, uh, that the uh, rain goes away. And it's actually supposed to go away a little bit, you know, by the end of today. So hopefully that that, uh, holds true. But um, for everybody listening, by the the time you listen to this, the camp probably will has, uh, has played out. And, you know, we'll have plenty of updates from the camp, uh, plenty of video, photos, um, recruiting updates, that sort of thing. And here are some of the players who are on the pre-registration list. For those who don't know, if a guy's on a pre-registration list, there's a pretty good chance he's going to be there. It doesn't mean it's 100% certain, especially with the weather. They might decide, hey, I don't want to go out there in the rain. Or something might come up at the last minute. It happens all the time at every camp. So... If a guy that I mentioned here does not happen to have any sort of update afterwards, you know why. Um, the first guy that I'm really going to be focusing on is Giovanni Biggers, who is North Carolina's newest verbal commitment, safety out of uh, Boys Latin. So he's confirmed to me he's definitely going to be there. You know, My goal from this event is to get a lot of video footage so people can, can get a better idea of what type of player he is. The other guys are going to be there. Uh, Devon Ellis, you know, he's a defense lineman from um, McDonough School in Maryland. He's a guy who visited North Carolina last fall, and UNC offered him prior to that visit, but then kind of reconfirmed the offer recently. William Rod is an offensive lineman from Maryland. He's a guy, he's, he's kind of a national recruit who has flirted a little bit with North Carolina and has talked about visiting. But as far as, you know, what schools are sticking out, he doesn't really mention North Carolina a lot, but definitely has some, at least an interest to visit. Jordan Houston is a running back from Flint Hill High School in Maryland. He actually attended one of North Carolina's junior days. I believe it was the one in March and left with a scholarship offer. Uh, He's a guy that Robert Gillespie, UNC's running back coach, has been recruiting for a very long time. I believe he was the first coach to offer him when Gillespie was an assistant at Tennessee. And also, you know, sticking with running back, we have Patrick Garwo who is a uh, Pennsylvania running back who came out with a top six, including North Carolina in that six, visited North Carolina for the same junior day I was talking about in March. He had an offer heading into that visit, but that visit was was pretty big. He He's going to take some more visits in the summer and then make a decision, but it'd be, it's going to be good to kind of see him and, and see what he can do. 
Uh, Ja'Kai Moore is an offensive lineman from Virginia, Patriot High School. He's another guy who's a little bit of a of a national recruit, has kept up the line of communication with UNC, but has yet to visit. He was supposed to visit in the spring, but had to cancel. Now he hopes to visit in the summertime. So I hope to kind of get a better understanding of what's going on with his recruitment and the potential visit at North Carolina. And then there's a bunch of underclassmen that North Carolina has offered who you know that they have a high interest in, Ethan West a linebacker from Cosby High School in Virginia. UNC actually just offered this past week. Chris Tyree, a, a running back from Thomas Dale High School in Virginia, is a guy in North Carolina offered a long time ago. Jimmy Christ, a offensive lineman from a Dominion High School in Virginia, another 2020 guy who actually came to a junior day and UNC offered. Um, there's a bunch of guys like that. There's a bunch of other 2019 guys also that I didn't mention that North Carolina has some interest in. I just kind of highlighted the main ones. But definitely look out for the recruiting updates, the photos, the video, all that sort of stuff in, in the next week or so from, from this event. Absolutely. I mean, I've, those are a lot more names than what I would have anticipated, Don. You know, Maryland is just historically not really a huge area that the Tar Heels draw talent from. I mean, as as we saw during the first half of this podcast where, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I'm a little bit surprised to hear that there are so many names on there that the staff is having some interest in. So that'll be a really good write up. And, you know, hopefully, like you said, the weather does turn out so you can get the video. And I'm sure that all the listeners will be looking forward to hearing how Biggers performs. And, you know, Brian Doan on our podcast last week kind of mentioned his level of competition is maybe not the best. So these camps, I think, is going to be a really good area for him to set a barometer at what type of player he can be. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's why I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And I think it would be good to get some good video footage from that so that the fans can look and not just read what I say, but kind of see for yourself. And speaking of Brian Doan, he will also be covering the event on Sunday, and he's supposed to be getting in town uh, sometime tonight, later tonight, and I'm supposed to meet up with him. So I'm really excited to spend some time with, with Brian, and to be honest you, with you. You get to see your idol. That's right, my yeah. mentor. That's it. All right, Don. Well, hey, let's go ahead and wrap this one up then, man. But uh, we will be back later on next week after you get in from Maryland. So stay tuned for that, everyone. We'll talk with you again soon. Thanks for listening to InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports, your home for Tar Heel football, basketball, and recruiting.